بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد Respected elders and dear brothers, the great Imam, the founder of the Shafi'i school of thought, Muhammad ibn Idris, rahimahullah, who is known by his title, Al-Imam al-Shafi'i, rahimahullah, he said, وَلَا حُزْنٌ يَدُونُ وَلَا سُرُورٌ وَلَا بُؤْسٌ عَلَيْكَ وَلَا رَخَاءُ إِذَا مَا كُنْتَ ذَا قَلْبٍ قَنُوعٍ فَأَنْتَ وَمَالِكُ الدُّنْيَا سَوَاءُ He says, neither grief nor sorrow, neither adversity nor prosperity will permanently and constantly remain with you. You will always in life experience emotional fluctuations. But then he says, How do I deal with these emotional fluctuations in life? Sometimes it is happiness, joy, laughter, satisfaction, contentment. Sometimes there are tears, grief, sorrow, heartache, pain. How do I deal with these emotional fluctuations? He says, If you remain content, satisfied, you remain in control of your emotions. You cannot control the circumstance what has happened. None of us have control over what is taking place in the land of Gaza. 76 days have passed now. We have been hearing of this topic perhaps every Friday and it is something we need to speak about all the time. And we are finding it hard to deal with the emotional fluctuations, the emotional part of it. So Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah says, إِذَا مَا كُنْتَ ذَا قَلْبٍ قَنُوعٍ If you remain content, satisfied, composed, فَأَنْتَ وَمَالِكُ الدُّنْيَا سَوَاءُ Then there is no difference between you and the one who has control over the world. If you can control your emotions, then you are in control of the situation and the circumstance. And that's important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Najm, He says that it is Allah who causes you to laugh. And it is Allah who causes you to cry. Allah will bring about occurrences, events and situations during your existence that will evoke laughter, that will evoke happiness and joy. And Allah will bring about events and situations in the Ummah and in your life that will evoke heartache, pain, that will make you weep and cry. The brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam, they came up to their father. أَرْسِلْهُ مَعَنَا غَدًا يَرْتَعْ وَيَلْعَبُ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ They came with a request. Oh father, send Yusuf with us tomorrow. He can come with us. And he can feast and enjoy himself on a recreational outing. And he will pray and he will have a good time. And we will certainly take care of him. The moment the brothers made this request, Yaqub alayhi salam, the father, he was hesitant. 
and there was a reason for him to suspect that Yusuf life is in danger but they persisted and insisted and promised to their father that they will take care of the little brother Yusuf eventually the father of Yusuf he agreed can you imagine how happy Yusuf might have been he's a young boy and here his big brothers are finally allowing him to come with them on one of their recreational outings. Many of us during this time of the year, we will take part in certain recreational outings. Mufti Shafi rahmatullahi under the commentary of this verse in this ayah, he writes that this verse proves that you are allowed to take part in a recreational outing. But the recreational outing must not be carried out in an un-Islamic environment. The environment should not be one of immorality, immodesty, an environment of heedlessness, an environment that will make you unmindful of Allah. So a recreational outing in itself is permissible, is allowed. But it must be carried out within the dictates of Sharia. It must not be an activity that will attract immorality. It must not be an activity or a sport that will attract and invite immodesty or that will cause one to transgress the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nevertheless, Yusuf alayhi salam is excited. Why? He's the small kid, the small brother who normally gets left behind. The big brothers, they are always going out on the weekend and they're having a good time, whether it is a fishing trip or a camping trip, whether they're hiking or biking, whatever it is. But the youngest kid, he gets left behind because he's not old enough. And every weekend when they come back from their recreational outing, they're speaking of what a good time they had over the weekend. So Yusuf is waiting for the moment and the opportunity where his father will give him permission to join them. And eventually the time arrives. His father agrees. Can you imagine the extent of the excitement and the happiness and the joy that Yusuf is experiencing and he perhaps did not sleep that night knowing the next day I'm going on a recreational outing with my big brothers. The next day they come to collect Yusuf and they put on a show in front of the father so the father remains satisfied that there is no sinister objective, there is no harm, there is no danger. They carry Yusuf he's a young boy According to some, he's 12. According to some, he's 14. According to some, he's even younger than the age of 12. And they began carrying him, one brother passing him to the next. They're pretending in front of the father to allay his fears. And eventually they depart. Yaqub alayhi salam, he walked with them to a certain point. And when they reached a certain point, he stopped and he watched as his sons walked into the horizon not knowing that he will only see his son Yusuf alayhi salam 40 years later. Al-Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah he writes on this on this topic or this specific event or moment in the story of the life of Yusuf alayhi salam he says innahum hamalu Yusuf ala aktafihim ma dama yaqubu yarahum while Yaqub was watching them and as he was bidding them farewell, the brothers, they carried Yusuf on their shoulders. And the moment they disappeared from the sight of their father, 
the brother on whose shoulder Yusuf salam was perched, on whose shoulder Yusuf salam was seated, he took little Yusuf and he threw him down to the ground. And they began taunting him. And they began ridiculing him. And they began treating him in the most, in the most unpleasant way. Now can you imagine this young child? Literally minutes ago there was excitement, there was laughter, there was joy, there was satisfaction. And now there's fear, there are tears, there is sorrow, there's heartache. The very same people whom he trusted the most are now hurt him. It is Allah. It is Allah who will evoke a situation that will make you cry. It is Allah who will bring about a situation and event in your life that will cause you to laugh, cause you to smile, and bring happiness and joy within your life. This is Allah. Allah brings about such situations. Allah brings about such events in your life. We are not in control. Yusuf was not in control of what happened. He was not in control of the circumstance. Nor was he in control of the outcome. And that's something we need to remember. When we had the pandemic a few years back, when we had the looting, when we had the floods and so on and so forth, these were events that we had absolutely no control over. Nor do we have the control over the outcome. Many are asking, what will the outcome be of the genocide that we are witnessing? What is the outcome? We don't have control over the event. We don't have control over the outcome. We have control over our reaction. That is something Allah has given us control over. Between the event and the outcome, there is your reaction. In the story of Musa alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He describes the moment when the mother of Musa, she released her newborn baby. She released Musa alayhi salam into the river Nile. Can you imagine the heartache? Can you imagine the pain? Can you imagine the tears that were flowing down and streaming down her cheeks at that point and at that time? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in fact describes her heart on that occasion. وَأَصْبَحَ فُؤَادُ أُمِّ مُوسَى Allah says the fuad of the mother of Musa, what is fuad? We translate fuad as heart. But there are different words in Arabic that are used for heart. And each word gives a different meaning based on the state of the heart. So normally the word we use for heart in Arabic is qalb. Another word in the Quran used for heart is sadr or sudur. Another word using the Quran for heart is fuad. At this point, when the mother of Musa released Musa alayhi salam, the newborn baby, into the river Nile, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks and describes of the heart, describes the heart of Musa alayhi salam as fuad. Why fuad? Because fuad comes from a word that literally means something that is on fire, something that is burning. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes to draw our attention to the emotional state of her heart. It was filled with heartache. There was pain. Allah says her heart was emptied out. 
her heart was freed from every distraction, from every thought that could have occupied her heart other than the thought of Musa alayhi salam. The only thought that she had within her heart was that of Musa. Any mother. And on the other side of the river Nile, you had another woman who was that the queen of Egypt, the wife of Fir'aun. When this little baby arrives on the other side of the river Nile, the baby is retrieved from the river and is presented to her. And what happens to her heart? Her heart explodes with happiness. Allah Akbar. You have one woman on one end of the river whose heart is shattered and is filled with grief because she had to release that baby into the river Nile and that very same baby is a source of joy and happiness and laughter and smiles for a woman on the other end of the river Nile. وَأَنَّهُ هُوَ أَضْحَكَ وَأَبْكَى Allah made one woman cry. Allah made the other woman laugh and smile. Allah is in control of the circumstance. Allah will bring about an event. Allah will bring about a circumstance. Sometimes in your life, personally, or sometimes as an ummah. We have witnessed for 76 days the heartache, the grief, the pain, the genocide, the emotional fluctuations. Rasul on the occasion of Badr, he was extremely elated and happy. And he was so content that Allah allowed him to enjoy victory over his arch enemies. There was happiness, there was joy. It was such a great moment of celebration for him. To the extent that he sent Abdullah ibn Rawaha and Zayd bin Harithah to the people of Medina. Ride to Medina as fast as you can and inform them of the victory that we have enjoyed at Badr. Zayd bin Haritha radiallahu ta'ala who says, as I arrived in Medina to Munawwara, informing the people of Medina of the victory that we enjoyed at the occasion of Badr, my son Usama is coming out from where? Usama, my son, is coming out from the cemetery, from the graveyard of Medina to Munawwara, and he says, oh my father, we have just buried the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ruqayyah radiallahu ta'ala anha. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he left Badr and he stood at the pit in which the bodies of his arch enemies and the most influential people of Mecca were dumped. Can you imagine the joy when he stood there? That moment of accomplishment that Allah allowed me to experience such victory with such little resources. And when he arrives in Medina, he's standing at the grave of his daughter Ruqayya. وَأَنَّهُ هُوَ أَضْحَكَ وَأَبْكَى Allah made him laugh, Allah made him happy, Allah made him enjoy celebration in Badr. And when he came in Medina to Munawwara, Allah allowed him to enjoy heartache, pain and grief when he stood at the grave of his daughter Ruqayya. وَأَنَّهُ هُوَ أَضْحَكَ وَأَبْكَى Remember this verse in the Quran, Surah Al-Najm. It allows us to deal with the emotional fluctuations that we experience. Allah will break your heart. Allah will bring joy to your heart. We have no control over that. 
but you have control over how you react to that situation. Whether favorable or unfavorable, whether good or bad, prosperity or adversity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the ability to control and to react to the different situations. So many days have passed, 76 days, brothers, have passed since the genocide started in the land of Gaza. And these 76 days have been an emotional roller coaster for the Muslim Ummah. The Muslim Ummah around the world, there were moments where you had the best start to your day. And during that day, you observed and you watched and you witnessed scenes from that land that just broke you down to tears. There were days where you could not sleep at night because of the image, images and because of the footage. You cried, you wept, and there were days where you didn't even feel like doing anything. You felt so paralyzed because of the images and the footages that you witnessed over there. Then there were those moments of joy and happiness when the, when the uh, uh, young men and women were released 95 kilometers away from Gaza. They were released from prison. And there were moments of joy and celebrations during that seven-day ceasefire. And those were scenes that evoked joy and happiness. They were scenes that evoked laughter and smiles. On the one hand, you had people in Gaza returning to their homes, returning to their homes to find their homes bombed to smithereens. They returned to find the, the streets of Gaza were strewn with dead bodies. And 95 kilometers away, you had people celebrating the release of the young sons and the release of their daughters, their mothers, and the women folk from the prisons of the oppressors. On that end, you had celebrations and you had joy and laughter. On this end, you had heartache, you had pain, and you had tears. Allah causes you to laugh. Allah causes you to grieve. Allah is in the control of the situation. Allah is in control of the circumstance. The question is, how do I react? I have learned that I have no control over the circumstance. If Allah chooses to test me, whether it is with cancer, whether it is with a disease, whether it is loss of a limb, whether it is loss of life, whether it is loss of investment, whether it is loss of wealth, whatever it may be, if Allah allowed that to happen to me, I must realize and understand that I had no control over that situation and that event. Because Allah will cause me to laugh, Allah will cause me to cry as well. The outcome, Allah knows what the outcome will be. We have no control over the outcome, so let us not be too concerned about the outcome of what's happening. Allah is in control of the outcome. I have control over my reaction. How do I react? So I'm either in a state of grief or happiness. I'm either in a state of prosperity or adversity. How am I expected to, to react to these different circumstances and situations that I experience in life? So the first, especially during this time of the year, the mood is a relaxed mood. It's one of happiness. There are joys. There are so many weddings that are taking place, events and functions that evoke joy and happiness and celebrations. There are so many jalsas perhaps that I may have attended, so many graduations and so on and so forth. There's much more time that I'm spending with my family and attending family functions and so on and so forth. And these are occasions and events that evoke happiness and joy and there are moments on which we should be happy and there should be laughter and there should be smiles. Right, my reaction, because I've learned 
that my reaction should or my emotions should be as Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah said emotions which I have control over if you can control your emotions in the state of happiness or in the state of grief then what did Imam Shafi'i say you control the world the world does not control you the circumstance will not control you you don't allow the circumstance to control you if you allow that to happen then you will have no control over your emotions so in a, if it is one of happiness and joy number one I must remember is to never forget Allah we can easily forget Allah in that moment of accomplishment, that moment of happiness, that moment of joy, when the mood is a relaxed one, and we are in an environment where people are unmindful of Allah and so on and so forth. It's very, very, very easy for us to forget our spiritual duties towards Allah. So that's the first thing I must remember and understand. That when it comes to my moments of prosperity, never should I move my gaze away from Allah the way Qarun had done. Allah blessed Qarun with so much of wealth. He was a super, super billionaire, if not a trillionaire. He was extremely wealthy. But he was so excited and so absorbed in his joy and happiness over the wealth and the worldly possessions that he had enjoyed that he forgot Allah. People reminded him that give thanks to Allah. What did he say? Whatever you see that I own and possess, I have earned it through my knowledge. What was the result? Allah says we destroyed everything that he had. So in my moment of accomplishment, happiness, celebration, never should I forget Allah. Don't forget Allah in your days of prosperity. Allah will never forget you in your days of adversity. That's as far as my moments of happiness and celebrations are concerned. As far as grief, heartache, pain is concerned, how do I react? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with a unique mechanism to deal with heartache, grief, pain, moments of sorrow and events that evoke grief and, and heartache. That is the mechanism of rida. Rida literally translates as to be happy, to be content, to be satisfied. Rida is to remain composed and to be in control of your emotions. And there exists within the depth of your being, there is stillness and there is tranquility, even though around you there is anarchy and tragedy. That is rida. How do I apply rida to what is happening right now to the ummah? Someone cited a beautiful example. They said, imagine you are reading a book. Imagine you are reading a book, a story book, whatever it may be. You have different chapters and different scenes in that book. There are those chapters that will evoke grief, sorrow, heartache, pain. You will read those chapters and it will reduce you to tears. And you will feel a great deal of sorrow. Then there are those chapters that will evoke happiness, joy, they will make you smile and those scenes in that storybook that will bring laughter to you. You choose to read the last chapter before reading the book. And when you read the last chapter, you realize 
that there is a happy ending to the story. The story is one that ends in the best of ways. So now when you go through the book, you will experience emotional fluctuations. You are going to cry at times when you read those scenes and those chapters that are going to evoke grief and sorrow, and you are going to laugh and smile. But deep down, at the depth of your being, there is a sense of relief and contentment because you know the outcome is a great one. The story ends in the best of ways. There's a happy ending to the story. Allah has promised this ummah that this ummah will have a happy ending. This ummah has a happy ending. Allah is in control of the outcome. Victory belongs to this ummah. Success belongs to this ummah. We are at the center of Allah's divine providence, His mercy and His love. Rasulullah has said it. This is one scene. This is one chapter that we are witnessing from the many chapters and the scenes of this ummah. Do not get stuck in this one scene. Move on. The story has not ended. It has the most beautiful and wonderful end. It's a happy ending. Allah says the outcome and the end belongs to you, to the Muslims, to the righteous and to the pious ones of this ummah. And that's what we need to keep in mind. In my personal life as well, yes, to lose a parent is very painful. To lose a child is very painful. To lose a spouse whom you spent many years of your life with is something that's very painful. But that's one chapter in your life. That is one scene in your life. You need to keep on reading. There are still many other chapters in your life where you will experience laughter, happiness, and joy. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to enjoy many moments of happiness and joy and relief and contentment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be able to to be able to react in the manner that is pleasing to Allah Azza wa Jal wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen
الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فيا معشر المسلمين اوصيكم ونفسي اولا بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتقون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله ان الله خبير بما تعملون وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اتق الله حيث ما كنت واتبع السيئه الحسنه تتمحها وخالق الناس بخلق حسن واذكركم بان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن العبد إذا سبقت له من الله منزلة فلم يبلغها بعمل ابتلاه الله في جسده أو ماله أو في ولده ثم صبر على ذلك حتى يبلغه المنزلة التي سبقت له من الله عز وجل وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم انظروا الى من هو اسفل منكم ولا تنظروا الى من هو فوقكم فانه اجدر الا تزدروا نعمه الله عليكم اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وان ليس للانسان الا ما سعى وان سعيه سوف يرى ثم يجزاه الجزاء الاوفى وان الى ربك المنتهى وانه هو اضحك وابكى بارك الله لي ولكم في القران والسنه ونفعني واياكم بما فيهما من الايات والحكمه اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله ونشهد ان سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر 
واشدهم في امر الله عمر واصدقهم حياء عثمان وقضاهم علي وفاطمه سيده نساء اهل الجنه والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب اهل الجنه وحمزه وصد الله وصد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله تعالى عليهما وعن كل الصحابة يجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحب أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغض أبغضهم وخير الناس قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم رب العزة انصر المسلمين في غزة اللهم رب العزة انصر المسلمين في غزة اللهم انصر إخواننا في فلسطين اللهم منزل الكتاب ومجري السحاب وهازم الأحزاب اهزم اليهود الكفرة اللهم اهزمهم وانصر إخواننا على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم يا رب محمد انصر أمة محمد اللهم يا رب محمد انصر أمة محمد اللهم انصر إخواننا اللهم اللهم افرغ عليهم صبرا وثبت اقدامهم وانصرهم على القوم الكافرين عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات كانت لهم جنات الفردوس نزلا خالدين فيها لا يبغون عنها حولا قل لو كان البحر مدادا لكلمات ربي لنفد البحر قبل أن تنفد قبل أن تنفد كلمات ربي ولو جئنا بمثله مددا 
قل إنما أنا بشر مثلكم يوحى إلي أنما يوحى إلي أنما إلهكم إله واحد فمن كان يرجو لقاء ربه فليعمل عملا صالحا فليعمل عملا صالحا ولا يشرك بربه أحدا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والعاديات ضبحا فالموريات قدحا فالمغيرات صبحا فأثرن به نقعا فوسطن به جمعا إن الإنسان لربه لكنود وإنه على ذلك لشهيد وإنه لحب الخير لشديد أفلا يعلم إذا بعثر ما في القبور وحصل ما في الصدور إن ربهم بهم يومئذ لخبير الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم انت السلام ومنك السلام تبارك يا من جلال ونكرم اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك اللهم لا نحصي ثنان عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من كل شر ما استعاذ منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونسألك من كل خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم إنا نسألك الصحة والعفة والأمانة وحسن الخلق والرضاض القدر اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك وغضبك والنار اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة جزا الله عنا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هو أهله سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين